Valentine's Day has crept up on us. And if you're looking for the perfect gift for your favorite monster lover, we have the idea just for you. Get them the Gooligans miniseries. All six episodes and more is finally available to buy, download, and stream. Head on over to thegooligans.vhx.tv. You can save up to 20% off by using promo code LOVEBITES. That's L-O-V-E-B-I-T-E-S when purchasing the full Gooligans miniseries. The Gooligans follows the adventures of Boris Stein, the monstrous Frankenstein construct, Wolfgang W. Wolfgang, the likable lycanthrope, and Void, king of the slow zombies. Joined by a cast of your favorite cult cretins, including vampires, sea creatures, luchador, and sexy go-go girls. Stream or download all six amazing episodes of the Gooligans miniseries that we worked really hard on for years, including three extra rarely seen episodes, plus commentary tracks from our horror host friends, Mr. Lobo of Cinema Insomnia and Miss Monster and her monster melons. You did it, Will. I did it. <laughs> That's thegooligans.bhx.tv. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOVEBITES upon checking out to save 20% on the Gooligans miniseries. Keep monsters in your heart. And bring home the Gooligans. Now, on to our show. Is there I a rubber monster in it? I started to watch it. Honestly, it's pretty damn good. I mean, you, start, I, you got a screener? Well, yeah, you got a screener. Yeah, I Can got, I have I got it? all the screeners? Oh. No, you can't have it. How do Can you I get just, these screeners? I know people, he's man. Special. DGA. No, I'm not DGA. You can make up some he's other PGA. letters next to each other. You you yeah. can you can torrent it now. He's PBS. You can go torrent it now if you wanted to, right? You can no. watch it now. I'm, I'm gonna go to the Alamo Draft House and watch it for the third time. I would only. Suggest torrenting like remakes and shit. That's like Ghostbusters. Well, but if it's indie stuff, <laughs> you gotta pay for it. I'm sorry. Since we're talking, you ready? Let's just get started. Welcome to the Pitch It Movie Podcast. My name is Peter Bune. I'm Sean King. I'm Will Pintarge. And I'm Heather Buckley. Oh, there she just got in there. The first time a guest has done that. She fits right in. <laughs> Heather's <laughs> the next host, I guess. The fourth <laughs> host. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Well, today we have a very special guest. She introduced herself. And Introduce her yourself again, Heather. Heather Buckley. Hi, everyone out there. In TV land. <laughs> who who drove <laughs> through Viewers. the snow to get to Mr. Hollywood's building? Jesus, That's it's right. snowing outside out of nowhere. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. building, gilded and gold cherubs. <laughs> That's well, right. there's it's gold for a reason apparently. But we're in the basement gold, here. Gold showers. Sh- decorated showers are we're a big in, thing here. We're in the uh, the concrete walled basement of Mr. Hollywood's building. Is that because of shame? It's a preference. An embarrassment? No, he doesn't preference. like the way we look. It's good for you know. It, you can't have too much stimuli when you're brainstorming. You just need flat walls and also we're slaves. concrete and chains. We all have a lot of debt. Walls, this yeah. is us paying off our debt, basically. Are these lead line walls so none of our creative thought waves can penetrate other studios? Mm-hmm. Ooh, Maybe, but then the podcast. The what does lead light? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting from a lead walled room. <laughs> this this actually goes nowhere. Like it doesn't even get put on the internet. We just we're not even recording These right now. These mics aren't even plugged we into anything. We just listen to it and we just <laughs> we listen to it. And we cry. wanted you here for a reason. <laughs> I hear they're rebooting Saw. Is this the reason? What? No, they are though. They That's are? what I said before. That's what they are. But like the Saw. first one came out like twelve years ago. Well, they're gonna came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Before <laughs> before before Pete hit play, we were talking about reboots and remakes hit and play? stuff. And Heather is very partial to uh, sequels. I actually really like 
reboots and remakes. I like to see another person's take on something. And that's why you're an asshole. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm just an kidding. asshole just will. for the sake of being that's an asshole. I think there's just uh, two ways to think about it. Because the idea of, I think when it comes to genre, horror sequels, I like the ideas that like perpetuating the mythology. But if you're going to do a reboot, I think it's very interesting to look at comic books. Because mm-hmm. think about Batman. Mm-hmm. We all love Batman. We all love every iteration of Batman. And those are almost full reboots of Batman within a certain mythology. Yeah, Spider-Man, sure. yeah. But you always saw two things. You saw that they were they kept the main mythology of the character and they created new stories and it also had a new look which is why I also feel that uh, Tim Burton's second second sequel uh, to Batman is the true interpretation of Batman because he took the bat and then he made it his own which is when when you get the bat you make him your own mm-hmm. you create your own version that's, so that's what you know to add to, to that point yeah. um, I'm can that happen to Saw though yeah yeah I mean like in comic book world because we're talking about it the only comics that I collect that are, are not alien and predator comics are uh, Marvel uh, what ifs and DC Elseworlds. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, and right. I like right. and I like those because they take characters you already know. Like they have Superman Red Son, where Superman lands his his ship mm-hmm. lands in Russia and he becomes a czar. Right, right. That's fucking cool. I love that stuff. So I mean, if you're gonna do a thing well, because like that, you're, you're you know you subscribe to the Russian uh, ethos. What do you mean? That's They're true. also <laughs> able to move it so far away from where it was because you have decades of mythology behind mm-hmm. Batman. So I think at some point, because it's the same right, thing as right, I, um, right. I've had a background in advertising anything with branding, is the reason that the absolute ads were able to be so abstract is because they existed as a very right. concrete form for so long. Because you already know what who Batman is. You already know what absolute... Exactly. Vodka is so you know that they're that they're playing with it. Yeah, you have a basis. You, you have a whole lineage, a history. I have a really awesome Elseworld comic where uh, Superman, his ship lands in Gotham, and he becomes Batman, and it's fucking oh, pretty wow, cool. cool. And the and the and the problem he has is is uh is is not is like controlling his powers while he's being a vigilante because Superman himself is not really a vigilante in in, in the sense of like that a Batman would be. Because Batman's very dark and brooding. He's like the authoritarian. He's the dictator superhero. He's like Dread. You know, he's like Judge Dread. Mm-hmm. Um, where Superman is, self, is, is is God because he's so powerful. He he knows his abilities and how strong he is. But mm-hmm. the 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 cool thing that happens in that comic is like he kills somebody. He blows a hole in them with his laser vision, and uh, as Batman, so it's like hmm. the antithesis of what Batman is, but what he becomes with ultimate power. So, so these kind of crossover and these like revisionist things and yeah. these, these alternate universe things makes it okay, or or makes it more acceptable for reboots and sequels to kind of take a different direction. Well, you know, you don't see like a lot. Do you know another way you could do it is to do like a one-off kind of sequel where you have a crossover. Well, you had the Jason and Freddy crossover. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't and seen we're, a crossover we're, in a long time. Well, we're going to start Alien seeing it. versus Predator. Yeah, we're, we're going to start oh. seeing it in comedies and like other things, you know. Oh, yeah, they're talking you're, you're about 21 seeing, Jump Street yeah. and Men in Black. Is that really happening? Shit. You're going to see so? Transformers and G.I. Joe come together. Well, you're together. thinking about a shared world mythology within pop culture. Well, yeah, because because everybody's going to follow suit with the Marvel thing, but the Marvel's universe is its own thing, but you're going to see other brands intersect in a kind of connected universe, Well, I mean, so New speak. Line had to wait a very long time to get... Well, Freddie well, Jason didn't happen for a while because like a new line and Paramount couldn't come together, and then new and Paramount they, sold the rights to the name Jason, so they right, took Jason. Right. New line bought New line bought Leatherface and 
Jason, at yeah. the, right around the same time. Right? And then now, what? So Dimension still has Michael Myers. You know, I really wanted to see the found footage uh, Jason sequel that everybody yelled and screamed on the internet. Was it the one Adam Green was going to do? I don't know who the director was attached, but I thought it was a great idea because I've had all the slashers. Jason is kind of like a creature in the woods, and the, the idea of like spying on him to see yeah. what he does in the mm. in between yeah. downtimes when he's not killing people or at the bottom of the lake, I thought would have been incredibly fascinating to Let's, track him through the Jersey yeah. woods. Like the Jersey Devil, but right. then all oh, yeah, the fans. Like last broadcast. Of That's like similar to like our um, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, uh, our I am Nicolas Cage, Cage movie. <laughs> Heather, you have to tell us what you do. I mean, you do you do so many things, but you're known as a journalist, a producer, uh, and I sometimes act, which is very fun. Okay, there you go. So, so what else do you? Uh, and uh, I've, I've what been you specializing. Known, well, I, uh, I, 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 what was it? It's like I started my life as 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 a, as a young black man. Is that it from from Mississippi? From Didn't we just say, say that the other day? Yeah, <laughs> Steve. You were Martin. born a poor black child in Mississippi. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, I had uh, I had background of 13 years in advertising in Manhattan, doing graphic design and branding and all that fabulousness. During that time period, I wrote for Dread Central and Fangoria, and now I write for Di- Diabolique, and I also uh, contribute to a Vulture magazine. And because of my creative management training and you know, being a fine artist, I did some special effects stuff, some shop supervision. I worked on Sci-Fi Channel's Dead Still, Ted Gagan's We Are Still Here, and Circus of the Dead, which is out now on iTunes. It's been, like, hanging out for, like, three years, and now it has distribution, so you can see it. And then just now, a lot of DVD uh, supplement producing, so all the docs that you see on The Thing, Exorcist 3, I produced those, and now I'm uh, co-producing um, Glass Eye pick movie called The Ranger. The Ranger, so that's I'm right. I'm doing that, yeah. and, and there's been a lot of uh, love for me a lot of emails it's like heather can you help me with my stuff because i love um anyone who needs assistance and help i just if i can't do it 100 percent, i could also be consultant on their projects that's so I have amazing a few other projects of people who are actually walking here what was uh, was proposition that i said of course we'll just set up some phone calls wow we'll wow that's what i do so, so you're making big moves you're shaking shaking and baking shaking and baking you are right. a renaissance human of taking film. big steps Yes. Multi-hyphenate. So, but what's the goal? Eventual goal? Is it more production stuff, or is it more kind of journalistic well, it sounds, angle? It sounds like whatever what's, catches your interest. Well, we'll you're think about. We'll you want to do cool the, stuff. We'll think about the journalist cool. stuff. The journalist stuff that I mostly focused on when, when, and still doing horror genre stuff. I mostly focus on doing interviews. Like I have yeah. a lot of opinions on film and a background of film and just. Since I've read Midnight Movies from J. Hoberman when I was 13 years old, and so Jodorowsky's name though I didn't know how to pronounce it. That was one of my big gets when that what I met met how many years ago like fifteen years ago I met this guy had like all these movies and it's like do you have one movie do you have El Topo and that's all I wanted to watch and he right. had Japanese laser discs which was amazing and now they're okay. out and I have and I have the the box set but the idea of I interviewing that, right? so you're sitting there <laughs> and you want to tell someone a story because when I was young and I would read Fangoria and watch horror movies those things really meant a lot to me so I felt like to sort of give back to how much that me- meant to me it's like well let me help facilitate other people's stories. So if you think about that and you think about what I do with DVD supplement producing is just l- literally killing myself to find everyone possible. Like for example, I brought up the thing disc that's like 16 hours a day for 30 days straight to find everyone no. because their their stories are important to be told. So that's also sort of the idea of like um, creative support. It's like you're going like, you're great, you're wonderful, we need to tell your story any way possible, we'll get a camera crew to you. 
And if you just mm-hmm. think about, and that's sort of like my role as producer is just to go there to help facilitate and to help brainstorm and help structure stuff, which comes from my sort of creative management design background and the idea of sort of like, because I always felt like if you're a manager or a creative manager, you're kind of like at the bottom holding the talent up like this or like, you know, like the Lion King with the little with the little cub in front mm-hmm. to show everyone <laughs> and to support them and do whatever you can so they could be successful because I think this is the hardest part of the project is to have sort of the structure and support system to move it forward. Also, I know how to talk to um, business people and like MBAs and investors because, again, of being creative director, a lot of that you're pitching work directly to clients who are just full business background yes. and not artists. See, Sean, right. I told right. you. I told you. That's why it's important for you to have all those graphs in your uh, – your little lookbook well, for your movie. Yeah, well, I think that's a it's a different place. No, I for would, that. I would talk a, about marketing and a, everything. There's a creative kind of you know concept, and then there's a business concept, and those can be presented at the same time, but I kind disagree. of maybe differently. I disagree. I, I don't know. You know why? Because you marketing at, is creative. All that stuff like well, when I science read, and creative. When I read scripts, I go like. Who is this person? Who is the director? Do I love them? Do I trust them? Is the script great? Is the script marketable? What is sort of the ecosystem I can mm-hmm. create around that? And that all that stuff you can talk to in- investors about. Well, but marketing is no different. Like I didn't move from advertising to film because I did not like doing design and that stuff like that. It's like it's such a, you know maybe you should think about doing this. And so it's like okay, mm-hmm. let me try it. I out. feel like and so far it's been <clears throat> successful. I work in right. advertising as well, and I feel like. If you like film and you like adver- like if, if you if you like film, the first place you should be is 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 in advertising because you should learn everything about how to talk to a consumer. The business side. You should learn everything about the consumer who you're trying to pitch a movie to. You should base movies well, on you, you how, have who to you're know. pitching if, to. That's part of producing. You have but to know all those. But I don't think you need to write your script with any of that in mind. Mm-hmm. No. But when it's done, it's almost like looking at tea leaves or looking at at, a, at you know a, a, a Ouija board or like tarot. Yeah. It's done, and then you sort of figure out how you position it and package it on top of that. Right. And it's interesting to have that already thought before you go to investors, and then we we might be you know we're sort of like indie low budget people, and the idea. Of sort of bringing that to a distribution company and saying like I understand the people that watch my film I understand the marketplace and that you could talk about it but you're also phrasing it in such a way that they understand it in their language because that's another thing I learned is creative director and working on uh, doing doing stuff with um, with film is that all different people with different skill sets have a different language and you should be able to speak to them in their language mm-hmm. gaffer yeah. in their language business person their language or second ad and because you're learning what's important to them and that also takes like a empathetic approach to who you're working with i see that's the only time i ever have empathy is with business so i would I suggest like putting graphs in your thing well th- we'll talk well, about you wanna, that you want to do you want to we'll talk about you want to have later. as much preparation you want to do you want to give your investors the least amount of work they're not they're graphs. not gonna they're not gonna read an entire script well, well but they'll, they'll them, look at graphs we and were stuff. we were working I on just give them context well, that's the thing. We were working on, uh, me and another filmmaker yesterday, and Will was there, we were working on concepts because we both have we both have scripts that are great, and we're both putting lookbooks together. I've made a proof of concept short film, and the other producer's about to do another proof of concept, and we were putting together a campaign. And you, when you're going after money, you you want to have it all kind of, you know, storyboards help, all these all these things that, that create an image or a look for whatever you're doing tone-wise, all this stuff just gives them confidence in thinking that, you know, you, you, you've you got to do the put job. together. Yeah. Now, the next, yeah, it's, it's just more confidence in you as a producer that you can show that vision. 
you can put it in a script, you can put it in a short film, you can put it in a book, you can put it in storyboards, all this stuff kind of builds so, well, now the that case. We have, now that we've talked about marketing, we've talked about Heather's background, We so there's a marketing background, there's a, a big fascination with horror films among the four of us here. What's coming really down the pipeline? What's the future of horror films? What well, are people looking well, to watch? What what has got your interest lately, Heather? Like what what what's the last thing that really knocked you out? Raw, the French okay, film. Okay, yeah, right. That's really good. Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna st- I see a lot of films that they call elevated genre, and mm-hmm. a lot of times when I watch them, for my needs, there is not enough horror in it. So it's his, so it feels the ele- elevation is sort of like these wonderful dramatic character stories and characters that I can't identify with because I'm an incredibly weird person with a mohawk, and then there's not a lot of like rubber monsters or horror. Good night, mommy. Is like, mm. it's good. It has good tone because yeah, everything's but. very well made. But to me, like, and I'm going to be sacrilegious. Like when I watched The Witch, I said like this is beautiful art direction. And I can see just very stunning imagery that is not on screen enough for my needs. Well, that's and I've seen it yeah. twice. That, that's my gripe too. Is is I think that people. But that's what I want because that's why I watched horror. But do you feel that people because there's so much stuff? Anybody can go out and do something now. There's it's, it's all flooded. All the genre stuff is flooded. So it, well, I think storytelling is part of the human condition, which is why we see so many people wanting to take wanting to make movies. Because I think that's just what we do as a species. Absolutely, absolutely. But but when something comes al- around that that is technically top notch, but just lacks any kind of heart or humanity, do you think that people kind of latch onto it because of the, the technical aspect of it, and they kind of like praise it? You know, because don't you see that? But I also, but I also, but I can tell you, like my favorite Kubrick film is Barry Lyndon, which might be, leave mm. people incredibly emotionally cold. Love that movie. Cold, I love that movie. And it's shot great. But I, I, be I love by something that that's very cold. I love Cronenberg films. So it's like to me, it's like it, it depends because if something's done very well, because here, here's an interesting debate. There's a debate and. Uh, R.I.P. William Peter Blatty, but there's a there was when because right. yeah. he passed away recently, a lot of people mm-hmm. were fo- were saying that they love Exorcist three better than The Exorcist. I feel that way too. That's that's a, it's a, it's yeah that came. But that. I would say is that empirically, when I look at it with a critical mind, is that the craft in the first Exorcist exceeds three so much that I would have to give it to The Exorcist because it comes down to like favorites. Mm-hmm. Like I love watching Exorcist three constantly. Right. Like I worked on that disc. I was so grateful to interview uh, the Gemini Killer, Brett Dura, for the disc. Um, but when it comes to cinema or something cinematic, which is, I think, we, and we can get to that, something I think we're missing in cinema, which is why when someone watched, like when I watched Neon Demon, I think a lot of people reacted to it because it's cinematic. Yeah, When right, everything's right, right. like in a house focusing on... Did you like Neon Demon? People. I did. I, and the part of it where, I, where, I, where it got me was actually the end, which some people don't like. Because I told him it's like a couture version of a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, right. no, I yeah. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I dug it. it. And, I, and the soundtrack is great. This weird techno imagery is great. Thing. Yeah. It's it's and it's beautiful to look at. If something's that's what I'm saying. If something's beautiful to look at, and it's genre imagery, I like it because it's like the Suspiria makes sense. It doesn't, but it's very 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 fun to look at. For me, it depends on technical ability. Is it beautiful to look like? Is it my kind of kind of beauty? And is it uh, genre surrealist Im- imagery? Right. The reason okay. we works so well is because they're quirky, interesting, weird horror characters. Are two girls veterinary school and it deals with uh, of the identification of uh, siblings through the idea of cannibalism and you have extreme imagery in there and you have and I was shocked it's like you're a beautiful French film 
and you have these, and you have great scenes of cannibalism. So then you admit to, much like Neon Demon, that you're a horror film. You're not saying I'm not a horror mm -hmm. film. You're not saying I only put 3% horror in it because, you know, I, I want to compete for awards. So it owns that it's a horror. It also owns that it's shot very well and acted very well. And mm -hmm. it's about something. Because I have a younger sister, and I have never seen a film that speaks to, like, how my sister and I interact so much than in Raw. Because I'm 13 months older than my sister, so whatever I would do or any transgression or craziness that I would do, that almost gave her permission to do that. Because I knew the day that I got my nose pierced that my sister at some point would also do it. And recently, over December, she goes, I was thinking about getting my nose pierced. And it's the same sort of thing because we both have our own identity, but we both come from the same sort of like my, my, my crazy family in, in the background. So we'll always have nature, but then we have nurture and then we have our own identity. And that's sort of what Raw is about within a story that has great cannibalism imagery is also fun, funny and great and beautiful to watch. So a movie like that is like why I was very interested in seeing it. I saw it at TIFF. I believe it's coming out this year so check out raw that's the, one. the movie raw not the wrestling so yeah. do you think do you yes. think like psychologically because kid because kids uh will watch their older siblings get away with something the kids are going to get away with it like threefold because it's going to be an even more extreme version of that well it's in in the movie they they sort of deal with their uh their nature in different ways which i think is fascinating so it's not like a one-up ship it's it's the, their their identity of cannibals are different than one another. Hmm. It's like my sister's identity because I listened to punk first and she hated it, and then she went to uh, Rhode Island during sort of the big sort of like street punk explosion. Came back like skater, like punk rock. So she's different than, than me. So like we both have tickets to see like Cox Bar next month. And That's the, lovely. And Great street, oi band if you and, have never checked them out. And the street out. dog. So we both, you know, sort of play sort of in that in, in that world. But we're very different. She she does not shave her head and have leopard prints on the side. I would not say her favorite movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Henry Ford of a Serial Killer. But we both love part two and part three. Okay. So she's sort of like the lighter yeah. version of myself. So... What are we thinking right uh, now? Well, I'm thinking we're going in the direction of horror. Well, yeah, Heather. Definitely. It's a great thing you're here because here on the Pitch and Movie Podcast, we had, a, Will, Pete, and myself had a week to come up with a movie pitch for a Mr. Whole Hollywood. Week, yeah. A whole week. We had seven days to come up with a movie pitch. What did Mr. we do? Hollywood, who, li who we fudged lives the bucket. and works at the top floor of this building. We're in the basement. Our task is to come up with a movie pitch every week. We had seven days. It's the last hour of the week right now, and we have to come up with a movie pitch from soup to nuts. Top to Top bottom, bottom. soup to nuts. We got you did it backwards. Yeah, it was I did weird. It backwards I hated it. I hated, I hated I that sentence. You off, so Heather, yeah, you did. Heather touched upon something that I love touching upon, and I, I, I think well, I think you said that you like. Do you like David Cronenberg? I love David Cronenberg, and my top three, just because we're gonna contextualize David Cronenberg, it would be Naked Lunch, because okay. it's incredibly hard to make and beautifully made. Oh, wait, that's three and successful. So that's number one. Oh, that's one. Number two is Crash, and number three is Dead Ringers. All right. Ooh, okay. I like his body horror stuff. Mm -hmm. like, Videodrome. We haven't had a body horror, and I think right now, well, all, pretty much most ninety percent of the stuff is you know body horror. Well, look, because he's, I mean, he's crash. Not, he's, he's definitely not making body horror anymore. Like, no, no, he's he's left he's that. He's not, man. and I have to say, like, Cosmopolis was his beautiful. Son is taking I love that movie pretty much, right? I, mean. I felt after something like American Psycho, a lot of those critiques. Um, are redundant to that film. Hmm. The same thing with High Rise, I felt, though it's beautifully made. Well, 
We don't want to mm. go for an edgy. We want to go for like an edgy uh, cinema transgression. Like, could cinema transgression come back? Mm. It depends on Mr. Big's funders. I mean, I, I feel like if- <laughs> we got to split the, the the creative with the dollars. Yeah, we do. We so. do because I feel that if he's because you're gonna have to tell him about the story, and then you're also gonna have to tell him it's like our people are gonna buy this. Is there sort of distribution in in the world? I know when I've uh, talked to Gaspar Noé on a bit, it just. He's mm. able to make his great films because great of the co-productions guy. that are there, and I saw Love twice. Oh, it's great when it was out. Woo. But that's that's something that I don't think would fly in the American markets. And I don't know Do if he's wanna... just interested in dropping it in uh, in Europe. Mm. Do you want to take something that, uh, like, from the news, like something that people something are, like, topical, current, like something topical, current events that we could kind of twist into what our I own? I would be interested mm. in if you want to, like, what I'm feeling is that. Seven was such an important film. Is there something that can exist sort of like in the 2017s or 2018s that has sort of that feeling from a look and feel? Because people, I f- they don't talk about Seven enough, but Seven's look, and it didn't take, it didn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. But I think we live in a post-Seven world. So you're talking Fincher, Fincher style? Fincher style, but mm-hmm. is, is there something that we can give a new director Serial that's going a new visual look for horror. I like the new. Are you talking about like Fincher's visual style or like the tone and Both. the kind the of tone everything? And, uh, but a new I'm into that, a totally. A new visual style. Did yeah. you like Alien 3? The Fincher? Yeah. Did you like Alien 3? No. I didn't. I but didn't. that was before Fincher was Fincher. I didn't. I, you know, you know I'm seriously fucked with by the studio. Too. I haven't yeah, seen that's not, he had no control over that movie. The Very director's little. cut even though I have the discs. I'm... I'm sort of obsessed with four, though it's not a good film. Ooh. I love oh, the Resurrection? Way it's cast. Yes. I think four is a fucking awesome Terrible. movie. The way that it's, it's cast. awesome. What are you talking oh. about? Pass. <laughs> I, I think it looked it, it looked very cramped when I saw it on the big screen, but when I watch it on TV, it makes sense. So a lot of thoughts. It could have been shot open matte, so it looks better when it's square other than when it's. It looks better when it's square. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's an oddity for sure. It's a it curiosity. Is an it's, so I, so and it's strange that that's like a big studio movie too. It's like a yeah. strange. Well, you know, like so was uh, thing, Event thing Horizon. Wonder, like know? that was a fucking weird well, studio movie. Maybe, maybe we can intentionally make a like an like a like a kind of an oddity, like a yeah. Like a you think Mr. Hollywood's gonna? Want you, ever, you ever think they you, ever have, you have to fool? To you have like, to fool. Has Mr. he Hollywood made any <laughs> any cult type films? Because mm. I, yeah. I feel like you can't. You gotta fool yeah. them. You have to make a film we did with they live too. Well, you gotta <laughs> fool them into giving us the money. Sometimes, like yeah. one of the things that kind of when nobody's looking gets done, and everybody's like, "Wait, how well, the it, fuck did they?" You gotta learn how to sell it. Really got made because like Ridley Scott had like that. They had Ridley Scott on board. Well, That's he made the a, reason he made why. Made like a hundred commercials before that, you know. Yeah, but they, but the reason and, and why Alien was, had had a lot of had a lot of faith behind it was because it had Ridley Scott. Had good but creative. he also had a fight for that. He had a fight for O'Bannon, fight right. for Giger because the uh, right. the studios. Would yeah, but no one him. was fucking with Ridley Scott at that point. He got his way. He, he got his way. He created mm-hmm. that format. So like, there's it's totally possible for us to. So maybe something. we can hope for some kind of yeah, like yeah. some kind of while nobody's looking. Or do you want to do you want to try that thing? with like a what kind of horror film do you want to try that with? Do you want to try it with a slasher film? Well, like, I feel like most Cronenberg movies. Meanwhile, you know, he was outside the system early on, but well, even, he had his own system. The same with like a lot of like Raw comes from France, so it comes right. from a different system, right? It where it's a government stuff. funded kind of arts kind of uh, is isn't the France production system work kind of differently? Where it's kind of. Well, well, we don't have. Uh, I believe we don't have treaties. America does not have treaties with other countries, so we can't really do a co-production. We'd have to do a co-venture. 
And so we don't have those tax yeah. credits the way the other uh, countries do. Right, right, right. Okay, so. Cronenberg was Canadian. Yeah, so that's still Or is still film. Canadian. What's the, um, sorry, the, the director of uh, Neon Demon? Uh, Refn. Yes. Okay. Why don't we work with Refn? Do you mm. think? Well, the movie he's he's doing next is like a, is uh was it um it's like a mute James Bond. What? Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's like fucking a, awesome. I uh, he's battling the Akuza. Oh. It's, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's like a British spy who like injures himself so he can't speak and he so it's he's mute and he has to take on the Akuza. Dude, well, I I'm, I'm I love the, that I'm guy. Like, Refn could make like us uh, a body horror film. Refn hasn't done body horror. And well, uh, Neon Demon was kind of like, they, they were cannibals at the end of Neon. She That's not body horror. Well, she ghouls. threw a eyeball in the end. Yeah, oh, yeah where they were, they were that like awesome. that because because I always felt Neon Demon. They had were like a blood very... worshippers, basically, right? Well, I mean, they, they, yeah, they, they I were felt they're moon worshippers, not just cannibals, but they they, they were like they were ghouls. More, yeah, they were like Bathory kind of like characters where they bathed in blood for beauty. That was the best part. of Well, they you eat eat young beauty. The eyeball scene was great. I would feel is that that they're good part. The idea was that they, they, they eat and they feed off each other to be beautiful. Right. So there's a vampire quality to yeah. it. But I feel like when you watch cinema and they're not vampires or zombies, you kinda have to go with the ghoul title. Sure. Yeah. 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 And and all of them seem to be seem to be ghouls. And I think the bathing in blood is is a nod to Bathory, though they were not hundred percent vampiric. Which is interesting because when okay. I watched Neon Demon, like I watched it once, I rented it, and then I just two other times. I just can't help but to look at it and you realize because it seems like almost like a lynchian surreal thing to like right. lick the blood off her hands in the in the bathroom well, that, mo- that moon that moon scene is like super like witchcrafty and it's good do people and talk it- about the keanu reeves like aspect of it I like because that. that keanu reeves was like in He's a different great. movie yeah, he was he was great in it but he was in a different movie i love him I he love was him. actually in a lynch movie and then that was and like then there was another movie yeah. going on with the models mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? That's so true. He was he he definitely seemed like and that's and that's a good catch out of blue velvet. Right. Right. The type of character mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. in blue velvet. Or he was like a Bobby Peru or something, you know, some kind like, of thing. I, I watched some Neon kind Demon of weirdo and I was like, this Gonzo is like a character. really cool throwback to like seventies like seventies kind of horror films like where you had Suspiria and you had that art like that art house horror. And like and you've come through you've come through Dead of Night. And like I always try to add like art housey stuff to my my shows. Well, Dead of Night is your program. You got to say it's oh Dead of Night's yeah. that haunted house that I do where right. I shove dildos in people's mouths. Right, it's, it's kind of or tampons. And Sean and I that wasn't Dead of Night. That was Ultra. I know. Okay. And uh, <laughs> but like there's sh- there is like a, L.A. has like a crazy like horror art scene. Uh, so like horror art, I think is like Ooh, a, okay. is a yeah. budding is a budding yeah. kind of market. Uh, it's a niche market, but it, it's going to come to the mainstream eventually. I mean, you had the blackout experiments. So can 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 our story revolve around an artist? Well, I, I, I was talking like a color me blue red think, type of thing. Yeah, I was but thinking like like, um, like some kind of. We get ahead. a young d- director like Re- like Refn. You don't like Refn, but like I, Refn, yeah. who's inspired by like it, like Giallo, like like a Ar- Argento or like like he was inspired well, by. Who, who else would be inspired? Who's who's inspired by what, that? No, right what now? if like imagine if Fincher made like a, a, a an Argento inspired movie, like his type of technical hmm. skill. I think it, what it starts creating is some redundancy. I think what we need are new visionary talents. I tell you who. Who's, so you wouldn't want Fincher? Who I I would say. Well, it depends on our budget. I mean, if we have a good budget, Mr. Hollywood has he has enough. dropped billions. On well, he's got dirt on everybody, so yeah, he can just pull out a folder and then have. And I think, that, that I think would, he's got Russian investors I would as well. Specifically, so. he'll say your fake news if you don't believe him. If we could bring a body horror movie to Refn, 
Because when because Cronenberg does not really make genre anymore, right? He's over, and there's still, and there's (laughs) there's still kind of a gaping hole when it comes to just talking about body horror. But first, I think if we're going to go in that direction, we all have to sort of define what we mean by body horror. Well, I'd say it's not. This is not body horror, but just the the style. It 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 reminded me of like a No Way type type of scenario or type of tone. But it was the it was the remake of Maniac, which I thought was brilliant. Like, I really am shot. a huge fan. Freak, that movie is freaking awesome. Awesome. I'm a the, huge what the Elijah Wood remake? Yeah. It's so I, I haven't seen it. It's so well but, done, and, and it was done in that what the style. It, it was, was like, a POV style, POV style which yeah. was kind of like Enter the Void, but it was just it, it was just so perfectly done. It, it fit the character. It was a perfect match of of, of visual style, like you know, approach, character, and actor. Who directed and, that? Uh, could Reffin just remake one of P two also? Right? Could Reffin remake movie. a Cronenberg movie? He's remaking Maniac Cop. This, Why don't this... we throw money at the guy who made Maniac? Yeah, man, come on. You know, give I him mean, a... do we need? And a then name we get director? we get a list. You imagine like like I was saying, Keanu Reeves do you in wanna... Neon Demon. He's for to a degree, he's an A lister, right? I mean, after John Wick, he's an A lister. He is, and he's not really done horror. Oh, so you want to? Okay, I love Keanu Reeves, ah. so I am on this. So Keanu Reeves, you is saw lead? a glimpse. You saw a what glimpse if Keanu, of Keanu Reeves remakes Wait, The Fly? Wasn't he a serial killer in some movie? Uh, Keanu Reeves, yeah, The Watcher. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I told you he's like my. I'm Uncle a Jeff. serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Jeff. He probably listens to this. <laughs> but you were you creep me I the would fuck like, out. <laughs> he would be great as as a serial killer who's a bit surreal, like a combination of Ben and Frank from Blue Velvet. If we can write oh, characters shit. like that. For him, Jeez. so someone who has this sort of violent, explosive well, side. He, he did he's that Eli Roth. He's an artist, you know. He's, he he's did that Eli Roth or. movie that, which was terrible. What? Which oh, one? Knock knock. No, knock I, knock. I really which liked, terrible movie? I liked Knock Roth? Knock a lot. <laughs> you just like the girls in Knock Knock. I, yeah, I did. That should have been called Knockers Knockers. You, if you could take the sleaze level of a fucking like an Eli Roth movie and make it into a good movie, he'd, he'd be so fucking good. He just like, I, I I was rooting yeah, for you Keanu. Gotta give I was rooting for Keanu Reeves to be in a good like. It's because I want a sleazy Keanu. I want a sleazy Keanu. Showed us something in Neon Demon. Then yeah, we're going, we're going sleaze yeah. Keanu sleaze. Yo, so what Keanu if what if what if Keanu Reeves is a yes? Por- uh, he's a he makes pornography. Ooh, and does he do like alt porn? Yeah, like, but then he's alt right like, porn. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no. fucking all, that's hysterical. No, like old porn with like you know. Like, no, but what if he? What if he realizes like he's bored with making traditional porn films and he's like, I want to do snuff. something weird. He wants so to do we're snuff. Saying that we should remake Serbian film in America. With oh, <laughs> yeah, like that's. Uh, I don't want to go anywhere near Serbian whoa. film. That it's newborn porn bad. scene is just that's really bonkers. Shit, uh, guys. What if what I have if, respect for that movie though? What if Keanu? What if Keanu's character well, wants to make snuff porn? No, not snuff porn. What if he gets into some like really Hellraiser-ish kind of shit? Like well, it gets is, into is, like uh, is he an artist who's trying to push his own limits? What or if something? he got into what some going sex magic, crawly stuff? Hmm. That is that sounds interesting. We want to get a cult because snuff porn. Because you kind of have Serbian film. You have confessions of a porno gang. Right. You have um. What is it? Uh. Was it eight bang millimeter? bus? Eight millimeter. Yeah. So bang bus. Brazzers. Pornhub. Eight millimeter. That's one that kind of slipped through too. Eight millimeter. It's like King really. Doc well, we can have we can have it. we can have <laughs> Nicolas Cage going. Wait, 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 wait. Can Nick Cage be in this with Keanu? Oh, they're both producers in the porn industry. No, no, no. That's a hard no. That's a hard no. I think I think 
David Caruso, though, is available. Caruso. <laughs> too much stunt casting. <laughs> All right. Sleaze so we just have Keanu. Keanu's uh, the We like the idea of Keanu Reeves yeah. ma- being a porn guy. And some mysticism and an occult aspect. Now, okay, what if we, we had a little bit of... Uh, like Lord of Illusions, if we can bring that cult. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and what if you had, like... Cult, but what if like it opened s- up, like, a different dimension? It's got to be a really scary kind of... What if it had that little event horizon kind of feeling to it? Or The Void, if you've seen that. I don't think that's I have not. No, I've not seen that. But, like, I'm thinking, like, what if Keanu Reeves at that point goes, like... We do a little like from beyond kind of thing where he goes into that void and he comes back. It's or like Carcosa. He opens some kind of yeah. like uh, yeah. He opens resonator. He, he opens resonator again. Just like I <laughs> <laughs> always love that thing. Oh, fuck that dude. From Beyond's <laughs> well, a great it's movie. Cool if it's sex magic, it. if they're doing it right, they're able, they're probably able to open a different dimension. Well, that's yeah. what it should be. Oh, sex boy. magic. It's sex should, magic. It should be doing that. It over yeah. and over again. Right. Why? And you know what? There's yeah. a why. No one's ever at, uh, adapted like a Aleister Crowley book into a movie i really think so can like, we t- can we take an artist character like this and put him in a scenario where they do that kind of worship where they do that kind of yeah kind of I, I don't see like i, don't I mean how do we start how does our story start is couldn't it like, start with him making a movie like it just it start off with porn like regular is it a porn? filmmaker or is he a painter or a sculptor I think, like what i love it, the idea know? of him being a porn filmmaker what is it? porn filmmaker definitely an la story because yeah the idea yeah. is that how many People are sort of connected to this. Yes. Or okay. Is he so connecting to it or recruiting. Okay. So Ooh, he doesn't do regular. So you, you, like, we don't even know. Maybe. What if he's like, inve- like, what if he's like intrigued and he's investigating something that he himself is creating? He's a creating a, like a scenario almost, like where he's fearful of something, but he's creating that atmosphere. So a little where... eyes wide shut of the secret community. Yeah. When we've done, when we're really good at making up fucking okay, secret okay, what, what society if, shit. What, we what do if, that all the time. What here. if he's a filmmaker and he and he he specializes in like torture stuff and you know kind of like that, like S and M porn. Yeah. I think almost right. vanilla. Wouldn't that be a little bit more interesting? Because it's like. Yeah. What if he if he were a vanilla like if he was making HD porn like for fucking. Like, well, that's that's how he's paying the bills, but I think he he's searching for like the next level of he's pushing the limits. Yeah, he wants to yeah. Push, well, the movie. Well, what if I the movie opens where he's? Is it's the dichotomy is that he's pushing his own limits. personal? Yeah, right, I right. The yeah. guy in the yeah. uh, the eighties or nineties used to do the corset binding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the waist really small. Does he sort of experiment on himself? Well, the mo- oh, What if the movie opens with him doing? doing like he's a visual artist, not yeah. the masochist? Right? What if What if the movie opens with Keanu Reeves? He's a visual like. Sexual visual well, artist, he could be like and Bob he's Flanagan. and it's he, yeah like a Bob yeah. Flanagan and style. he's yeah, it's yeah. opening and he's like yeah, he's yeah. doing like crazy shit and like people he's, are like he's stabbing he's a performance himself. Yeah, artist. He's, he's a performance right, artist. Right, right, right. And then it opens with that like the opening industry. credits. Like did you see the opening uh, yeah. Nocturnal Please. Animals opening credits, which, which was a great movie by the way. Nocturnal Animals opening credits like freaking bizarre. But like we have that we but with Keanu but with Keanu Reeves that's the opening that's opening credit. Keanu Reeves is kind of like cutting himself or he's hanging himself and all this shit and then. Then he goes about it. It continues, like, and he's like, everyone's like praising him for like his art, but he's like, it's uh, not enough. I gotta, I it's not, not enough. enough. I, got, I got it. Like, so <laughs> you have an opening, stuff. like you have like a nice like opening where like you got the credits rolling over the screen and stuff. You open it up, and he's like doing. There's like Lynchian type of music. Is he like suspended? Then yeah. he puts yeah. out suspension shit. But no, you think about like that montage scene in American Psycho where like he's going through his daily life, and this is his daily. Then he puts on like a nice suit, and you think yeah. he's gonna go be a business guy. Then he becomes just a vanilla porn director who's like slowly seeping the shit into his reality. 
And eventually maybe he starts just like experimenting more on film with the people that think they're going to be doing a vanilla pill. We get film. real porn stars Putting in this. Putting incantations into the actual mm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And then fucking weird shit starts happening. And then he that's that's him. He, that's the only way he can really think get about off. Like the, maybe like uh, two uh, two couples are, are fucking and one starts to bleed profusely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like that. yeah. That's so you get your body horror. Yeah. yeah okay, but it's right, just right. subtle enough that you don't know that it's mystical. What if there's a scene it's where like, like one of the one of the so. person oh, maybe she dies and the and the real pusher for that one scene is like Keanu's like keep fucking her but he knows she's dead. <laughs> That's so oh, hot. shit, yeah. That's a good scene. Yeah, and yeah. then maybe and maybe weirdly he keeps the body. Oh god. Yeah. I believe that he that he then sort of has like a junky prostitute girlfriend that he does these strange sex acts with in yeah. his own life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Played by Heather Graham. Should he have an alternate? Possibly. Should Possibly. he have an alternate life? It's age appropriate. It, they could yeah. also have sort of like that leaving Las Vegas vibe, right, right. ideas to to destroy everything, but also destroy himself, which yeah. gets all very battalion. He's a junkie. So how satanic right, are we going right, to get right. with this? Because I feel like we should go full dark. Define define satanic. satanic. I'm talking about theist, theistic Luciferianism. L- Luciferian. That's oh, verse verse, mm. just like Lovecraftian stuff. Yeah, and general. But like, I mean, I feel like Lovecraft wrote a lot of that stuff in there because, uh, I mean, like he he was a very practical, science-minded person, and he had a weird fear of the ocean, but he also had a weird <laughs> fear of space. He had a fear of everything. So that's really where all that came from: is the fear of the unknown. Uh, but like I feel like during these acts and stuff, he should just be getting darker and darker and darker until he realizes well, maybe it's something with the blood. Like maybe kind of each each scenario, well, just like that pizza gate thing. It's like changes that blood the, is changes the power of the blood, and then he kind of. Well, what do we get by looking at each aspect? What do we, if we deal with sort of like cosmic dread and horror? That's going to allow us to do a lot of surrealistic, strange things. Yeah, that's but I feel like when we're just that, thinking yeah. about from the audience perspective, they may understand the Luciferian uh, occult a little more. Well, maybe we just we have mm. maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's like it leads it's it leads it, it leads into the cosmic horror through the Luciferian stuff. You know, and it gets darker. Like for like some reason, like this isn't enough for him. He needs to keep going further. So that's maybe he like starts investigating. Right he starts investigating f- darker shit. Darker shit. And he's maybe, looking for it. He's and he like maybe he meets like a um, a Vince Gallo type of guy. Like, well, that no, that that cosmic horror <laughs> stuff is like cosmic horror is not really done very often either. Vince Gallo. Thing. He meets Vin, he meets Vincent Gallo. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Is he like really? some kind of like is he some kind of like high warlock or something? like a fucking some kind of like. Maybe blood, no, blood maybe sex magic maybe he just talks about it, but he doesn't really do it. And Keanu's like, "You're a pussy. You talk about this, but you're a pussy." <laughs> He's got you're that like, poser, California. You're fucking. This is like, "Hey, you, you're crazy enough to do this shit. <laughs> fucking prove yourself, man." How about they compete with each other? How about they fucking start? Gallo is like a Manson type of character yeah. for some reason. Start I don't a know competition. Why. Well, what do you think? Yo, they, what, if they, what if they illusionist themselves? They're competing. Yeah. They illusionist like, themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like competing, like dark. They're both I, artists. I, I think it's too hard That's to focus. It's almost folk- like The Devil's Rides In, which needs its own remake as well. Hmm. What if you would do like a big needs budget? Needs a remake? <laughs> Listen, Carnosaur <laughs> needs to get remade, I believe. <laughs> they did. It was called Jurassic Park 3. Boom. Oh, you make a very Alan. good point there. <laughs> Alan. Alan. You're, you're sleeping, Alan. <laughs> Wake up, Alan. That dinosaur needs its own fucking movie. Yeah. Talking Velociraptor. Talk show? Of Talk show. Of Alan's fantasy like talking bed. dinosaur. You just take the mic to the head. <laughs> it's a POV of him walking around. It's like Billy on the street, but with the talking dinosaur where he's just walking around interviewing <laughs> people. It would have to be 3D. 
<laughs> That'd be yes, uh, everything. Uh, yeah. So all right, I'm li- chasing I, Chris Pratt through I, the city. I of New like York. I like where this is going. I think we need to like really like refine like where it's leading in. Like so we have a kind yeah, of good basis yeah. of where it needs to open. We have a guy who's got a lot of conflict going on internally where he can't really justify what's happening. Well, let's define this conflict maybe that will help us find the narrative. Oh, I before, think maybe he saw. Oh. I think he's a Hollywood kid and he saw something happen when he was in the Hollywood family. Shit, come on in. Oh shit. All right, here we go. We got the studio note. This oh, so explain to Heather what's going on. Everything. Heather, we're sorry. This is the, we got this interrupted throw, by. This is the creative monkey wrench. That's right. Yeah. In the so, gears. So it could work since, to our benefit, though. Ever since Mr. Hollywood Jr. started working here, he's been kind of giving us these mandates, these Nepotism. notes that come from way up top, from the top, and usually they're kind of non-creative notes. But uh, we, have look to, we have the choice to use it, or we have the choice to say well. fuck you and fight it. Because I know when corporate comes down with something, it's never good. That's the, that's the problem true. we usually have. Truer words have never it's been spoken on this show. corporate versus creative, and this note is cameo by Donny Osmond. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Yes, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Donny so Osmond's a porn star. Donny Osmond. No, a he's a porn star. producer. Gay porn. Gay porn. <laughs> gay porn. <laughs> gay porn. All right, so yeah, the cameo by Donny Osmond. He's, he's the gay If you really want to make like, this Lynchian, we have to have, like, Puppy Love playing you know in the back. Oh, he's performing Puppy Love what would be interesting during a scene. Is that His movie called Puppy Love. Don't set this within sort of like the Hollywood world. Set it within because I have never seen a movie like that. Literally within the within the porn world. Ah, yeah, and okay. the porn industry. Can he actually be hmm. Donny Osmond playing Donny Osmond trying to make a comeback by entering the porn world? No, no. <laughs> no please he no. just gets the cameo. <laughs> No, but that in the cameo scene, Donny Osmond plays because himself. Because I think when you pitch it to him, it's it's a, it's a broadening. He's Mormon. Role. He's yeah, Mormon. it's like a stunt casting scenario. Mormons are like, fucking weirdos, so against man. Type. They, they, do, you know, they do weird shit. He's gonna be like, "This is great. This is this is shed my, my image." No offense to Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. That statement was trying to be offensive. That was offensive to Mormons. We're gonna fucking you know we're gonna we're gonna Tarantino. But what if like so? What if Keanu Reeves like is now like well Tarantino Donny Osmond? He's got to the point maybe like where he's got like. When that when that one prostitute died or one porn star died and the sex kept continuing and the guy was like freaking out like I'm fucking a dead body maybe that opened up like now fuck he's opening up a rift because like you know what I've what I've learned through like just like learning about like satanic occultism and shit you've done is, your research lately I've, uh, well I've, so. he's always, watched a lot of I've yeah, always done my research, research. I wrote a whole show about this but in 2014 lately, we've all been doing our blood sex magic research yeah. so <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm what I'm what I what that's I, how we all got these jobs in the industry <laughs> what I understand that's right what now that's what the casting couch is that's true <laughs> what, yeah. what I under, that's the name of the movie by the way is casting couch ooh uh, Bloodletting. It's called Bloodletting. It's, no. Bloodletting you know, no. 2, Casting Couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're jumping into the sequel. Bloodletting Volume 32, Casting Couch. When satanic sacrifices happen or pagan sacrifices <laughs> happen, the area that they do the sacrifice in, it, like as something keeps, uh, as darker oh. presence keep happening there, it gets stronger in or, that space. Or not, not a space, but maybe like something like a, a film set why did you wink a, at us a some kind of sheet you, you that, winked that at us. these things happen on i feel that, that he retains, has to travel no the, like some Time kind travel? of some kind of thing that retains the power that these acts happen upon he should like a map this is a big much. budget film we get we can have him travel to these different locations where to, am i to shoot <laughs> <laughs> what's <laughs> happening it's so wonderful to sh- that that the, this the, these different sex magic rituals have to happen different places over the world. 
Okay, all right. So Ooh, maybe there okay. are like there's hot spots then yes. on ley lines, like or the hot spots, like where <laughs> where pyramids are. You know, that's a hot there's spot. There's Wi-Fi no, here, but no, but it has it, this has precedence. <laughs> the energy strong. This has precedence in a occultism. Lines, it's like like they, Ghostbusters. they fuck in the middle of Stonehenge, like. But I'm they, thinking like when he sees that's what as he progresses medieval Wi-Fi. Gentlemen, as he progresses to the movie, perhaps he should start seeing these sex acts like morph in his head, like where if it's too if he's shooting a gay porn, the like the gay guy like. Like the gay men like form into one like creature looking it, thing Will. in his head. Like society or something? Yeah, show like, us. Where he's the, starting to I see don't know what you're talking about. Show us, Will. Oh, well. <laughs> show <laughs> us. Here, with, show come us. Come here, Pete. Let me become a mound of man with you. So oh, it doesn't really happen? They're, just, oh, like, they're stationing. No, it's yeah. Yeah. station. Keanu's yeah, like, like I've station. seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> station. Are we going to shunt? They're going to shunt is what you're saying. Yes, pretty much. They're going to shunt. Yeah. Or they're like, you know, what, what's that docking? They're they're, they're docking Dude, yeah, one being. Wasn't like, or, shunting or, in or society? Or how about one of the scenes is like, Keanu's shooting. It's like he's shooting. The, Can we call this shunt? He's shooting. A, he's shooting a docking scene where the guy's trying to put his dick in the other guy's urethra, and the other dick opens and has teeth and starts Whoa. like eating the other guy. But it's only happening in Keanu's head. I see a midsummer. And he'll never release. be able to make that PG thirteen midsummer and his, release. And his conflict, movie. Heather, is he'll never be able to make what he sees in his head until he creates it himself. So he's seeing images of him, and he's trying to. He's trying to. Bring the, he's trying to make the magic so powerful that it that it becomes real, and it does towards the end. I keep seeing these images in my head. Okay, so if he sees these images, he doesn't know if he's crazy or if these are kind of like you know these are these. Are, They're trying are to get sub, communicate. Are these with subconscious him. images or are they actually premonitions? Oh. So so. We, that, that, we, we'll so we'll find that out later. So he's. What so if it's the other side trying to communicate but, with him? Because yeah, he's, well, he's like well, an open. That's what I think it is. And hot the further, spot. The further he's a walking he, hot that's spot. That's why he's. The, that's why he can go anywhere. And the further he goes of, with the sex magic, like the closer these things become to reality. There's a lot of Clive Barker's stories, and the, and the one that I'm. Oh, this is um, Clive Barker. Clive remembering. Yeah, there we go. He's got to write was, this. I remember reading it and tapping in the the vein about the guy who creates his own hell, and then when he creates his own hell, he doesn't know why he created it, and he's stuck in his own hell. This is. Can we call it tapping in the vein? This is a Clive Barker. The movie's story. called Docking. Shunting. Can, <laughs> Shunting. Can we can we have Clive Barker write this? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, was, do you, uh, I like yeah. Clive Barker writing it. Yeah, what's just last, writing. What's it. the last movie he wrote? Like screenplay. Was the la- was it was it was Lord it? of Illusions? Was it? Was that a screenplay though? I think that was his screenplay. Did he direct? He didn't direct that. He directed that. Yeah. There's some really great aspects to Lord of Illusion. I think it should be. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I if if you have Clyde Barker writing, you have Reffin directing. I think you have a fucking powerhouse Ooh. team right Ooh. there because like those are two people who are exploring. Can Scott Bakula be a producer? Things that could porn producer. Right. Do you have Bakula as a porn producer? Oh, Scott that... Bakula. Yeah. He's <laughs> why Keanu's boss because he worked with Clyde Barker. Lord yeah, because he's in Lord of Illusions. Yeah, he's a great actor, by the way. Scott Bakula. We 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 still like, have Bakula to the future. That's like the is... seventh fucking Bakula. We never put him in often. anything. No, but we always talk about him. Maybe it's time that we put Bakula in. Somewhere. I think it's time. All right, baby. He's the uh, he owns the porn. <laughs> what if Bakula plays Clive Barker? He does. He does. Bakula does like he's like he's playing Clive Barker. Is he like a wizard, like like. No, he kind of talks like this, like Clive Barker. <laughs> Bakula's doing it. It's like an homage to his former boss. Because this is kind of like Hellraiser. Yes, it's very Hellraiser. It's got a little art of illusions. Yeah. I feel like it's got a little. So that's how we pitch it. I feel, like I feel like it has a little Event Horizon in there with the cosmic horror. That is stuff. true, and that a little bit true. in the mouth of madness. See, I don't think you want to pitch to. I mean, internally talking to horror people that know you want to talk about uh, mouth, ma- mouth, mouth of madness, and you want to talk about Lord of Illusions. But I think to the executives, Mr. They're going to over their heads. No, it's not going to be over their heads. It's like those films didn't really do good at the box office, right. and it might spook them away. So we're going to have to figure out 
what is it like yep. that was successful. So Hellraiser is a good touchstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And maybe something like 8mm is a good touchstone or something that takes place in the, the porn industry. What would be our occult movie? The Witch. Occult? The Witch. The Witch would be like... The they ne- might feel that it's retro, though. Yeah. Well, I, ever, a lot of occult movies I do see are always retro, like, themed in a way. Because, like, I guess it was the 90s, 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s was, like, the big time for, like, Satanism and stuff. Especially the 90s, when Geraldo had his own, like, talk show and shit. He was always well, bringing... Well, peaked in the 80s. It peaked I in the mid-80s. I feel Satanic Panic is so played out. Ooh, Satanic Panic. I, I feel like it's going to come back. It's a cool Dang. band name. It'll come back in the next four years. <laughs> Because you got yeah. a bunch of wacky, wacky, wacky uh, right wingers. You might be right. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we can get away with it because it's going to be a lot of counterculture against what is happening right now politically. So you're going to want to. I don't alter know that, that hardcore punk soundtrack. Once, once it went hot topic, it's not you know you, that's you not punk rock. You can't do it, you know. Hot yeah. topic. No, sa- 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 satanic shit went. No, that's why we're. Ta- but people don't really know what punk, Luciferianism so is. There, is. there is the kill that's star the version of Satanism, and then there is actually. Books and candles and incantations. I mean, I'm very interested in from the standpoint is that I'm a like hardcore old school like Algerian existentialist atheist, but I like the carnival aspect of uh, Levian Satanism. Yeah, the idea mm-hmm. of being your own god. And very theatrical, like it is. It's, it's super it's, theatrical. It's like it's like what I call it's like carny atheism, mm-hmm. which is what I like. Yeah. Well, I would look. I had a really awesome documentary on like levain satanists and the the best comparison to like from a levain satanist was like we're just people who really like lovecraft and dungeons and dragons and perform these little <laughs> skits <laughs> these satanic church skits uh, and like they would go they would show their lovecraft collection in the documentary i was like that's fucking awesome uh so and i was never a huge fan of D, but it is geekdom it really it's is de- it, it's, it's totally pretty much what geekdom, it is but lucifer yeah. like Theistic Luciferian. No, that's that's yeah. That that's way. where you get rumors like fucking Pizzagate from, right? Right. right which right. I think are frightening as shit. That's Pizzagate really terrifying. Again. I mean, you still believe time? in you still believe in it. it I don't believe. It, well, first of all, I, I believe that up. it's possible that child trafficking is happening in that sort of way. And all right. That's yes. oh, okay. That's a myth. Yes, but let's yeah, get child ahead. trafficking let's, is a myth. No, Everyone no, no, ignore no. it. No, no, no. But you know, done. We're already talking about blood magic and body. You know, yeah. body magic, so blood shit. Where's the middle of this movie? What happens in the can middle? Can flee and can flee and can members of Red Hot Chili has, Peppers? There has be. to be like a big boss in this film. Flee. Who's Donny Osmond? Bacula. Bacula. Scott Bacula, Bacula, Bacula as the as the distri- as the distributor. It's the idea of sending mm. these tapes out into the world is going to cause uh, Cthulhu to come back. That kind of dread. Oh, is that the end game? That's the end game. Well, he may not know the end. Oh, why don't we? Uh, my end game. Is oh yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we fucking silver shamrock this and uh and like make it like people watch these movies and like they invoke this energy. Well, I did. I did mention. And there like are, Heather and said. Ah, their just... bodies open up and they become like. Yeah. Well, I think Stonehenge needs to play a part in this because if you're talking about like you know power like ley lines or some kind of like energy fields in the earth where these 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 sex. The movie you know, is called happens. the ritual. That's bland. It's that's bl- that's yeah. needs to, you need a bland title. It's very eighties. Yeah, I think you need, you need like something a little esoteric. You that's know? what Hollywood likes. <laughs> the bland eyes. Yeah, so my mom would go and see it. Because there's cute Keanu Reeves. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have Satan. to keep this an R. Let's go see the ritual. A hard R? A hard R. Hard R. R. You I can't do the accent. Is Mr. Meg ever allowed for NC seventeen on rated for theatrical? Uh, we'll never make we, any money. Yeah, NC Seventeen never really kind well, of like. Can is all about they don't mind in NC Seventeen. They feel it. Was, was Neon Demon Neon Demon NC Seventeen? It was the uh, blue is the warmest color. 
was the NC-17? Was, was, I believe, a, ti- a title like that. And they felt that NC-17 means an ad- sort of like a quote-unquote film, uh, like a dramatic film for adults to watch, but mm. not an adult film. So I don't uh. think there's a stigma okay. maybe around first-tier films. Well, what is... Uh, I like unrated. But Let's that doesn't help <clears throat> us with domestic theatrical. No. Well, what, well I mean, you could, you could... Can you release something like this digitally, like for like Netflix or... Mr. Big's going to want theatrical. He's going to no? want theatrical. Yeah. He's, Unless we least, sell you know, it that like theatrical. At like, least limited Streaming release, is where the know. money's at. We could sell it like that. Mm. Hmm. But or we can do it like prestige, an prestige, though. And I think that's oh, why he wants some. Like, he wants some statuettes. He wants he some statues. Entire buildings made out of gold. And to yeah. think that he's going to yeah. agree. No, but it's something. liquid gold. It's liquid gold. <laughs> it's white out. <laughs> it's not bullion. He doesn't He doesn't deal in bullion. It's gold plated. It's liquid. Showers. Um... I, I don't think rating is, you know, I, th- I think... Uh, I think we can pull this in with an R. I think it would, yeah. Let's, let's go Neon for Demon, R, you know? They let's, got an R for We Neon won't Demon, be so right? graphic. Was, I mean, it's not, you know. It's, it's the sexual content and how far you can push it. Something like right, right, Noe's right. Love. Yeah. And I was thinking, it's like, oh, they're going to show real sex. It's going to be crazy. It's fellatio. It's like, that's... Was it real fellatio? Yes. Yeah. It's a, but there's no, like, penetration. I feel if you're going to go for penetration, you have to go for it. You don't What's think the there was real Shia LaBeouf. I thought that. I thought oh, they uh, Nymphomaniac? Nymphomaniac. I, Nymphomaniac. I, I, they that, I fucking love like that movie. That Part and one and two. Even or... in Nymphomaniac, they used CG, they CGI'd what's-her-name. Um, oh, her head on someone else's body? Yeah. They, well, they, they kind of did that in, you know, they used doubles in, like, you know, Antichrist and stuff. So it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, you can. And CGI cock in. And CGI, um, right, yeah. Irreversible. Irreversible. Oh, That's right. The, the, the boner, the CGI That's boner that up. went down. You know, we need, like, we definitely need, no, the, um, we definitely fire, need, like, uh, so a super yeah. 80s style irreversible rape scene. Maybe that's the dead body rape Wait, scene. Should, should No Way direct this? Or is this too mainstream? No, n- Reffin, Reffin, Reffin. I'm sticking I with Reffin. No Reffin, you know? He should go do music videos. Oh, shit. Fucking right. asshole. That's right. Well, this film has to be big enough. <laughs> this movie's got no bite. They got nothing. I'm sorry. Ugh. They got nothing. You said nothing. the same thing about Beyond the Black Rainbow, too. That was all Another fucking style. Film. It's just all, there's no substance. I feel that some filmmakers haven't really watched films by Kenneth Anger or Maya Duran or realized pure cinema without narrative, and I think that's important. But I don't think that's this movie we're talking about because it's right. very hard to... To sell that. Does this have a cool yeah. '80s like synth soundtrack? And can this take oh, place no. in the Man, '80s? No, come on. No more of that. Please. Why that, is everyone so against that? That was, that was stale three years ago. Come on, dude. It's gonna be fucking the biggest thing find, for the next four years. No, you need to, fi- to you need to, to find that. the next biggest thing. Yeah, you need well, that's to set what this the film is about. Is that it's a new style. It's an epic adventure globally. I think Gaspar Noé. <laughs> I think Noé's greatest adventure. I think Noé should. So maybe this he could be the movie that makes Scott Bakula says Keanu Reeves, who's interested in all this sex magic, is really tired of making vanilla porn and has this idea. So Scott Bakula's like, I'm going to produce your shit and I'm going to send you all around the country, but you're going to these specific hot these spots. These specific places. And you're going to film these scenes there. And you're bringing this like mattress thing or something. And he sees things and there's nightmares. And is he he's grooming him? Yeah, he's grooming him. To be the gates to open all this yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Macula has like this. He he's got this power he gets over people. Sicker, and it's almost like cancer. He starts losing teeth. It's almost like radio. Oh, he starts, tra- oh. He starts transforming. So it's kind of like oh. fucking. What's that? Uh, he starts transforming. It's, like it's physically? like uh, it's like fucking the fly. No, no, no. Well, I mean, there was that. What, so can Bacula what be was all that fucking, fucking movie that wait, came out? So can Bacula be all fucking morphed and weird because he's already reached the limit? Like he's already th- at that point. I would believe starry eyes ish kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, starry there's, there's, eyes. it's got to lead up to some kind of like yes. some kind yeah, of birth. Starry eyes was awesome. Starry eyes was awesome. I love that fucking movie. What the uh, the the original sort of body rot film? I think it's that that amorphosis. 
Okay, I've never, I've not seen it. Yeah, it's, it's about a bad relationship. It's a shot in, uh, it's, 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 it's Canadian, French Canadian. This woman's in a bad relationship, and when she breaks up with him, she actually physically begins to rot. Oh wow! So when she's sort of like masturbating herself, it's like there's worms that are all oh, in there. Shit. Oh yeah, like yeah. we're going this direction. Yeah. Metamorphosis. We gotta have wow. a little bit of like necromantic. That's hard to recommend to our too. listeners yeah, 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 yeah. unless you spell it out. <laughs> Like a neck, like so. So he's it's, got to get. It's, it's the price you're paying to, to get so close to this. This. this Do you magic, think this you know? would be the Sickness movie to get no way mainstream? If we're throwing money at him, hopefully no way wanna... ever gets mainstream. Yeah, but like if you want him to direct this, this would be like his mainstream. Refin. Refin over no way. Because Refin is a hybridization between art and commerce. Pretty much, yeah. So because we could get Keanu Reeves in this, you're right. We get Keanu Reeves in this with Refin. Yeah, and then we have Clive Barker writing it. And we have a really cool story where you got Scott Bakula being a really satanic. You're excited about Bakula. I love that. You? I yeah. I'm Scott Bakula. What's the third <laughs> act? What's the third act? Well, he like like Heather said, he's grooming Keanu to be a gate right. to, to like this other world. I guess that's the oh. that's so the narrative to, that's so, the narrative propulsion though. Yeah. Right. So, he's so, so what so happens? Maybe if okay. He's like as he's starting to rot, maybe it. he has to become sort of like. Maybe the last place he has to shoot is Stonehenge. What, what if what if Bakula in the end kind of needs to do something he so horrific to? And the key that opens oh, him we up. just Sean and I were just talking about the Antarctic and a pyramid in the Antarctic. We were just uh, talking yeah. about this. Well, what, what if what oh, if I thought you had what, more. If, what if by the end Nikano Reeves is the tool to open well, to, to access this? Well, think, well, I think he's the doorway. The key would be the sex act. Would be the woman. Uh, who's there going to be? Well, I mean, he would be. Maybe he's the key because of the, the, the phallic image and the door is a woman that he has to have in the Antarctic. So is there Imagine a, a woman in every place? Of mm-hmm. a woman walking naked through the snow for them to constantly. And I'm imagining. And maybe he sees to this a pyramid? over and over Keep again going. in different sort of ways throughout his dream. And Ooh, like, like, a, like a pyramid like in the snow? Itself. I like that. I like that. Like you could do a fucking like weird wacky scene where like he's asleep and you don't know it's a dream and like he's walking in the snow and he sees like these blood drops on the ground, like pure white and there's this blood on the ground. And he sees this woman and, a, and then all of a sudden her fucking vagina opens and eats his head. Wow. You well, know, that's a little from beyond just right well, there. We, well, we could play that, that fucking black pyramid that we saw in Antarctica. I yeah. think that's really cool. This is great imagery that he maybe could see because maybe he, like he's sleeping. There's like a dream sequence of this naked woman or this figure mm-hmm. standing next to his bed, black pyramids and all these sort of things he's seeing over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, probably yeah, during yeah, the yeah, consummation yeah. Uh, s- s- sequence, which should be probably like it should be like two human beings. But then there's sort of like this opening and that's where you get uh, more of your more of your imagery and your strange. Yeah. Does every mm-hmm. place that he goes, like he's being sent all over the world. Every place he goes, he opens up. But there's a different doorway, woman. Yeah, is there like a different spots, woman? Yeah. Yeah. But he's not does he, he's not performing the act on her, or is he filming himself fuck her, or is he filming the scene? No, with, he just thinks it's a job. He just thinks <laughs> it's a job. He, he can't yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. why he's right, getting right, sicker right. and sicker. Yeah, and right. maybe he's when changing. he's in the Congo shooting in a, in Africa, a witch doctor tries to figure out. It's like, why am I oh, so sick? Oh, that's a creepy scene. Like, well, she's me, seen this before. She, yeah, yeah. She, like, yeah. Like, so she she's knows. got some. She's got some hidden ancient knowledge right, that he right, doesn't. Right, so right, maybe right. he wasn't. Maybe he was this vanilla guy who's just getting sent around to do these things. And he's like, I want to try something different. He's like, Well, I got the right job but for you. But he perceives mm-hmm. himself as being an edge lord, which is very. interesting. And then Vincent yeah, Gallup proves right, that right, he's right. a pussy. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> and he's getting a blowjob by Chloe Savinia as this is happening. This is fucking. Yours is a fucking Pete's fantasy. Ken is like, this is uncomfortable. You want me to leave? It could be interesting that he could be a a libertine, like at a sex club and stuff like that. And he, you know, talks about how he wants to do all these great stuff. And he maybe, but he can't. Like he can't. 
So he just he just can't. He like maybe he's, maybe that's the thing. Like maybe he's like making he's he's making those white bread porn movies, and he ends up at a fucking S and M club where he meets Scott Bakula, and he kind of like this initiation kind of thing. Like I heard of you studio. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's like but like Scott Bakula should Not just be the SM devil. Club. I almost feel like a key party or some sort of like open sort of sex club like, might be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I said it just feels like it's within the porn world but not specifically sort of like it doesn't tip off the direction that it's going. More of a secret society type. And, yeah. Like is, is he is he learn as cuz it's luciferian in a sense is cuz the the uh the Kinnery's character is becoming more and more enlightened. morally depraved, mm-hmm. satanically enlightened physically sick and and dying and so even his his sex that he has like when he's on different sets it becomes more violent and disturbing to him yeah. or his fantasies do as mm-hmm. he's physically wrong yeah so yeah so it's a toss-up so like eventually is are his fantasies going to start seeping into reality and maybe this last woman is the key and scott bakula has got to be like this he's got to be like that character in uh in fucking in the mouth of madness like the antagonist uh What's his Sutter name? Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane. He's got to be like that. He's got to be like a Suttery yeah. Kane kind of Who has a producer. key, who has knowledge of some kind of like, some yeah. kind of some fucking doorway. When you're, yeah. when, you're asked, when you're asked to be the key or if you're asked to be a pawn in someone's game, you're never going to know 100% what's going on. Yeah. Well, in the end, so you're he's- you're haunted by that transformation. Right. In the end, he's going to realize that he is, you know, something horrific has to happen to himself mm-hmm. in order for- this bacula character well, I think, I think to, it's to achieve fear and fall <laughs> is that he yeah because it's almost like a, it's like a monkey's paw wish he gets what he wants yeah he becomes mm-hmm. the libertine that he thinks he is but it's like this horribly depraved murderous rapist no teeth he can't live in the end though he, he's got to mm. fucking die he's got to like and he's got to be like it i want i okay. would like to see a like a very lovecraftian demise of the character so, so basically in the end maybe his his body parts fall off well, you know, actually, figured, wait, how you me, could feel because a lot of Lovecraft stories are all in Fuck narrative. Her. I'm going to hold on. You're going to go back to it. Lovecraft stories are all like are all really like narrative driven, so they have a narration. So maybe Keanu could also narrate this like a story. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no voiceover. That, no. I think that's a great idea because because think about reference graphics. It's the idea is like it's a lot of big, beautiful scenes with not a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. But then like think about Keanu Reeves' voice. Who cares, man? None it's, of it's very sparse. Well, if it ends, if I propose an ending where kind of he's he's kind of he's so fucked up from from these experiments and he's so kind of deteriorated that he's just basically like a like a potato in a wheelchair, you know, and you want him you want him to turn into like a vegetable armless, legless, kind of like wrapped up in stuff and gauze. And I would almost like to see him vanish into nothing like, well, I I think what would happen. That's the scariest ending for me. He's like just not existing. They put him in. They put him in a plane. They take him back home. They wheel him into a building, into a basement, and it gets darker and darker and wet and drippy, and darker and darker. And then finally, he's wheeled into a room, and there's like twelve other people just like him. Oh, it's creepy! Oh, oh that's that's fucking cool. Like, yeah, and this is in Scott Bakula's basement. They're the old, they're the basement. old doors yeah. that he already used. Like, that's there's just cool. a bunch what, of them. What? Another, it, another way of looking at this is that. It's sort of like the the army of uh, darkness and he's that he or the martyrs and that he's transformed so much that he's looked as sort of like a Christ icon on earth as he's suffering and hooked up to things. Oh shit. Or That's that or cool. that almost brain dead. Cause he's inter- ma- and maybe at that point like he's realized that he's wrong and he can't do anything about it now. 
Like he realized it wasn't the right thing to wear. He's infected. He's infected with the evil. Whatever it is, he's damned to like some kind of like hell. Yeah. Yes. Like ever awake fucking existence where you cannot, you can't even blink from. Yeah. Oh. Like you don't have you don't have eyelids to to fucking make you escape. You know, you have nothing. It's horrible. Because there is <laughs> the, the price you pay. You know what? Like I'm thinking, like it yeah. reminds me of those, like those cut. Like if you watch Event Horizon, I'm gonna keep bringing it up because like that just reminds me of like a lot of what's going on. <laughs> the but there's hilarious. A, the fucking there's a scene in Event Horizon <laughs> where like they're watching what, what what happened. I know it's the best scene. But if you but if you actually watch that and those fucking his reaction alone, to watching that shit is so funny. Yeah, but it's like the fucking people Fuck. are getting sodomized <laughs> yeah. with severed arms and I know, shit. It's great. People are getting their teeth knocked out and stuff. Like it's, it's hilarious. It's fucking it's like a dis- Nine Inch Nails video. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yes, it is. <laughs> It ha- it ha- Trent like- Reznor's gonna do the score, <laughs> and very sparse dialogue, very beautifully shot. Very Trent Reznor doing the score—that's pretty much. I think cool. That, that is a cool Atticus. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get him? yeah. What's his name? His partner. Can you get him? Yeah, we'll get him. We get him. We get him. Yeah, I haven't. Oh, I have an idea because working with John Carpenter. Carpenter for the retro guys, mm. retro heads like no, me. No, we don't. There's enough Soundtrack retro. Means shit. a lot Come to on. me, man. Trent Reznor doesn't need John Soundtrack, Carpenter. Soundtrack, I agree, means a lot to me. But let's let Trent own this one. Yeah. All right, all right. I do like Nine Inch. Can nails. I throw? Um, so Keanu Reeves is supposed to be like a like a filmmaker, and he's he's a porn. He's filmmaker. a porn. Filmmaker. Yeah. Can, what if it's narrated by like his DP that's traveling with him, who's like kind of like this is crazy. You need cool. you need like a, you need a you need a counterpoint be, to be like played by Mickey Rourke. Who's like an? Old that's, that's great. <laughs> he was like an older DP, and Mickey Rourke is narrating this. <laughs> he's narrating this. Talk about deteriorated bodies and like you know. Yeah, so he's the uh, counterpoint to like Keanu hey. Reeves, and he's witnessing this all happen. Cool you don't like you don't like the narration deal? I, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm but like I'm trying to compromise, and I think deteriorated bodies just sounds like an awesome black metal band name. <laughs> Written <laughs> only in thorns. Yeah. So. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, just to have another. Well, what do we uh, point of view? Just have another point of view. The DP yeah. only narrated. Yeah, that's what I'm Is saying. He there at the end, I think because he, he gets he's to there. Escape. He witness. He w- he gets out. So but it's here's all the thing. That he's point writing. Of view? He's writing this as a me- is, like he's writing this thing as like as he escaped. But in the end, you find out he works for Scott Bakula. Well, well this would make because sense. These are memoirs yeah. to give to Scott Bakula because that becomes the next great book. Which is a good if if, yeah, if, if yeah. they were an observer and a narrator, it would be the camera person because they have that separation of that electronic eye that yeah. they're not part of it. Yeah, yeah. they're observing. And like you could they all there could be shots where you see what he's looking at through the camera. Right, right, yeah, of course. And also, yeah, the yeah. camera would pick up weird things that he would say like, "I didn't see anything." Yeah, but right, it yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Bakula. Right. Yeah, you think you think uh, maybe, Mickey Rourke is morally yes. like helping Keanu? Just kick it over Mickey Rourke. Is a but he's—I don't know why person. I thought of it. But he's—but he's actually really? part of the, the evil. Fuck? He's yes. actually—he's actually recording this and for. And process- sometimes at some point when he opens up the equipment and see what's inside of it, that there's all this strange stuff in there. Ooh, he's, he's got like, a collection. Oh, wow. He's got a collection. Like, like, maybe it's a living camera. It like could a, be that's Cronenbergian. Like, but what if there was like extra parts? Yeah, that just came out of nowhere. Like you know, there was Ex- extra parts in yeah. incantations. There could even be an organ. Organic part of it, almost like a leech or a slug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. man, that's fucking cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. So it grows a parasite inside it. The, these things are added to it to, you know. And then, so like, when what happens when people Triggers watch? Happen. What happens when people watch? Maybe this was like the seventh seal. He needed the seventh film in the series to open up. Ooh, this. I think oh, other than okay. the opposite, because of... pornography goes everywhere. You know, that's the thing. People are always going to watch porn. So this starts getting out there. No, I think it's got its limits. Well, for King and Yellow, <laughs> when they would read the ceiling. People are over it. I think it people triggers massive orgies. Yes. Yes. Oh, Which yeah? becomes a massive sex magic thing, which opens up 
maybe the sky. So a world, the sky a world sex magic event kind of coming out of the sky. Can we do that? Red Hot Chili Peppers performs. What if there was a parasite in Earth? Like you ever watch those praying mantis videos where they put them in? Yeah. Oh uh, no. Fucking, yeah. The no. huge ass worm. Oh, I hate that ass. shit. Like, what if oh. that happened to Earth? Like, what if something oh. crawled out? Uh, it of the comes Earth? out of Keanu. He's like, oh my butt. <laughs> and a parasite crawls like out of his butt. Worm? That, would, that, would, that would only work if you saw Ooh. the video. Oh, Shai Halud. Uh huh. Yeah. Like instead of instead, yeah, maybe, some kind maybe of that's maybe that's the and Mickey works on top yeah. of the Shai Halud. Yeah. Toto starts playing. What if what if the end game? What if the end game to be ridiculous is to resurrection? Is resurrection of an of an of an ancient god and that's what you yeah, find out at the yeah. end and it's, it's a, a it's fucking giant yeah. but this thing's gotta have fucking teeth like crazy fucking teeth Sand and it's worms. a devourer D- so does Danger. it look like a deadly spawn please I would love it <laughs> Ninja that's, Ninja one that's one of most favorite movies yeah so that, we you know what that movie I, like, when I first saw that like I was young when I saw that like I watched that and I felt miserable after watching that because I why like, because I just thought about it, I was like, what if I was that kid? Like, uh, I just watched a girl I love get her head bitten off and thrown out a fucking window. My family's dead. Like, I know that now. At the same time as I watched this girl I love yeah, fall yeah, out of yeah. a window. Horror films never really deal with trauma. I recently, uh, my first Terror Tuesday at Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn was to present that film on 35. Really? Deadly Spawn, yeah. I live there. I live there, by the way. <laughs> There's only five people there, but those were people who Aww. really wanted to watch it because Verhoeven was giving a talk that night. But Whoa. I didn't care, so I talked about it in the context that the deadly spawn is New Jersey kaiju because that's yeah. what I shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do? Do you do a lot of stuff at Alamo? It's not getting... announced yet, but uh, but I have uh, I have one I'm doing next next month for Terror Tuesday to present. I mean, if you guys are free on Tuesday, I'm there. I've, I don't give a shit. What's your next what is, what, What's the next movie? I don't know if it's announced yet, so I shouldn't say. Well, this will be out. The next one, I'm. Yeah, this is this is weeks weeks later. Weeks so. Yeah, it's uh, oh, what what is it? Um, Future Kill. Oh, okay, oh. right, right, yeah. With the oh. fucking cyborg, the robot. That's the, the VHS cover. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. love that movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna host Future Kill at the end of February. That's when fucking awesome. Great. That movie's oh, great. End of February. Okay. Have you ever seen Future Kill? I haven't. Sean, you No, have. I thought you were just doing John Cena. I've oh, just no. can't the, see me. The VHS cover is the Giger art with yeah. the claw like that. Oh. So it was one of those tapes that if you didn't that, see it, yeah. you would know the cover. It was one of yeah, it's one of the best VHS covers back in from back in the day. But on but on Tuesday, this Tuesday, um, I'm going to go to watch Critters 2 and McGarris is going to be Oh, there's great. still tickets available. Shit. Hey, is hosting. So I'm going to be driving up uh Back from Boston. That's a fun one. And then see it at nine thirty. That's a fun one. Critters too. Guys, I think we have a really good movie here. I, we came up with an ending. We too, need a cool is it, name it for called? the movie. I thought it was called. Uh, Didn't we come up <laughs> with something? Couch. It no. <laughs> oh uh, no, we you, had several titles that we kept. Uh, Blood magic. What? No. That, what, what was the fucking? We came up with something. Well, kind of like Rewind the landlines or something like that. Whatever you called it, that would. Um, hot spots. <laughs> hot spots. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi password. Yeah. What if you call, what if you called it desecrated bodies? Is that like uh, that's another black metal band? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it needs a nice black metal title though. Well, can what, we shoot what, this whole film in Helsinki? What would yeah, um, sure we can shoot it wherever you want, Mister Hollywood, and it's spelled H E L L Sinky. I think yeah. Mister for this concept, I think Mister Hollywood is gonna he's gonna pop for you know uh, uh, exotic locations. Practical yeah. locations you across the globe. You have to because you got to go to these. Helsinki's tremendous. The, the movie itself should be shot in like ancient, like believe me, pagan. I know about pagan places. They have the best locations. brains. So in you Helsinki. have the real, you have the real energy of what happened there. But what's a good, what's a good name for this? What are mm. occult names for hotspots? Why don't we just call the movie yeah. Sex Magic? Computer, look up 
<laughs> These what are all you, kind of too kind of on the. But nose, you spell it. What you if you, you spell magic? M a g i c k. Ugh. No. <laughs> that just reminds me of like the card game. No, okay. that it's is, not that spelled is, that way. It's that is the spooky <laughs> way that you put the K at the end to to make sure that it's not like magician magic. Yes. Yeah. So you read the K. Yeah. Right, now why right, goth yeah. has a K sometimes I don't know. There's a K at the end of goth. Sometimes if you're reading propaganda magazine, there is. They had the K's in there. I stopped. Is that because they want to add like uh, <laughs> a more nefarious no. way of looking at it? Because goth has itself become more like mainstream. Maybe like, they the want cure. to be witchy. I was reading Propaganda magazine like in the nineties, so I don't. I, it didn't have the resurgence as it does today. So we're still on this. The only thing that's holding us up is a fucking title. Fuck man, teeth. I wish you'd call it like hardcore or something, but that's already done. Um, teeth. <laughs> Thinking of Are you just saying words? This is the only time we've ever, have we ever had an issue coming up with a title for something? Yeah, usually we did. And it usually comes, it usually, we usually land on, eh, it's good enough. <laughs> an uncomfortable yeah, truth. Yeah, <laughs> like that. It's like. That was an uncomfortable recording session, in my opinion. That, you know? um, it was good. It's Shit. Right. Hmm. Hmm. I yeah, forgot what the movie one. was already. <laughs> Keanu Reeves as a porn star or no, a porn, porn director. Mickey Rourke is his DP. Who goes around the world Did to make. Did we just call it The Gateway? Can we can we call the ways maybe because the source gateway, the source, other words for gateway. Frontiers would be great, but that's that's already a fucking title of a French movie. But something along those lines. We're gonna have to get like some kind of. We need some kind of French new Uh, wave fucking you know French extreme title or something. You know, we need something kind of. That echoes that, you but know. But in the remake of Ghost Versus, they talked about those lines that. Oh, why don't we call it Thelema? That's the ley lines, yeah. Why don't we call it ley lines? Why don't we call it Ghostbusters Three? We could call it ley lines, but like instead of L E Y L A Y, but that's yeah. I, yeah. I like ley lines <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yes, because it also is a play on word with legs. It's a sex film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, cool, that's, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm trying ley to go lines. for. Ley lines. Yeah. I like that. L A Y. So basically, so basically, these these kind of these sex events happen. Around the, the strongest points where these ley lines intersect and yes. stuff like that. How do you spell it? I think it's at L E Y. And it's also a very interesting graphic, gra- graphic element if he has dreams of like razors and cutting them into his flesh, like these yeah. like, these lines over and over again. Okay, like yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe yeah, in a, right. one of his dreams, like his <clears throat> his body is like a fucking map. Like dark, like dark city. <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. yeah. Like, the swirls right. everywhere. Yeah. Like prison My break. body is a roadmap <laughs> of pain. Or, or <laughs> yeah. like that guy from, that that guy from Jeffrey Combs. It's, it's, it's he's by far his best performance. It is, it is his best but, performance. But you, you're a big Jammers. fan of Chainsaw 3. Oh, like, I am. Like what, what the fucking guy in the end when he takes his shirt off and he's got those tribal That's scarring. Chainsaw 4. Oh, Chainsaw 4. I'm sorry, yeah. The, the next generation. Idiot. Right. Uh, that's what I meant to say, but, but you know, you know what I'm talking I know about. What you're talking but about. what the beca- fuck was that uh, all about? Like? Uh, Anthony McConaughey with that robotic yeah, leg, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I love laughs> fucking keeps spazzing so out. That's it's a like, fun get you, so bitch. Good. That's a I fun like fucking movie, that man. He, it's that terrible. He, McConaughey never wanted to talk about four until later on his career when he's playing that character over and over again. Detective in Killer Joe. Killer Joe, he's the same fucking character. Same character. And his bio, that's that's where I picked up on it. It's like it did say it's all four. It's like same character. Well, that he finally he finally came to terms with when he did that. Jimmy Kimmel spot where he uh-huh. went to the Texas uh, the video store in Texas. Oh right, and that was like, great. Boom, and he's like, yeah, busted. That he's was done. great. But Renee Zellweger s- never talked about it until like recently too. So. That's really funny. Those were their first. Was no because like Matthew McConaughey makes did, a cameo appearance. He did Days and Confused. Yeah, but he his, he makes a cameo, and a lot of people don't know this in the movie My Boyfriend's Back in the movie theater. That's right. That's I right. Yeah, that movie. yeah, yeah. Movie's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yep. One of my favorite zombie movies. Yep. And wasn't uh. 
Matthew Fox is in it. Yeah, but, uh, uh, so is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, shit. Like oh yeah. He was, he was like a jock asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. funny? Like, that Johnny Dingle character never went anywhere after that movie. But everybody but else Everyone yeah, else, like, well, three of those people did? Yeah. 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 That's wacky. <laughs> huh. Huh. Well, we did it. cast in that. Ley we Lines. We'll call it Ley Lines. We'll call it Ley Lines. And, and, and Directed by... Reffin. Reffin. Is that a Reffin yeah. title? Leylines? Yeah. Yes. Is Neon Demon. Does that mean anything? You mean, don't mean anything. I know I don't. It's very okay. existential. So Nicholas Winding Riffin, Leylines, starring Keanu Reeves, Scott Bagula. Scott Bagula, second build. Boom. Mickey, Mickey <laughs> Rourke. No. <laughs> Mickey Who's Rourke the, is second build. Who are the girls? Chloe Seven is going to be. Oh, yeah, is yeah, Vincent yeah, Gallo in this? There, yeah. Who are the girls yes. that are getting fucked? I said Heather Graham at some point. I don't know if you want Heather. Do Graham. we want to use real Ass. porn uh, talent? Or, um, we could for ca- for sort of like cameo, but I, I don't know for the for the dramatic. No, what if we get Carrie Ann Moss? Some in there of them somewhere. are good. I mean, um, Stoya, she's a good actress. Stoya's good. Yeah, she's Stoya. great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who that is, Mom. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard that name. Uh, I w- I How do you br- say that? Stoya. I would bring Elle Fanning back in this movie. Ooh, for porn. Hmm? Yeah. yeah, she's the chick in the Antarctic. Yeah, or those other girls so, yeah. in Neon the Demon girl, too. The girl in the Antarctic should look really young. Yeah, maybe she's so Elle Fanning. Kind of Elle Fanning. Yeah. Elle Fanning. Okay, cool. All right, she's in. Clive Barker's writing whiter this? though. They gotta make her look like a fucking. Uh, what do you call those ice zombies from Lord of the? Lord, not Lord Game of the of Ring. Thrones. Game of Thrones. What do you call those things? <laughs> White Walkers. White Walkers. Just ice wow. her out, like make she's her just like, f- yeah, she's like, this blue. Like she's like a whited skin with blue veins. That'd be terrifying. fucking terrifying. Horrifying. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, and, um, and, Clive, and Clive Clive Barker has, has to write this. Yes, very cool. He's very cool. Come out of whatever kind of you know hiatus that he's now. on. Well, he's. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's. Yeah, I'm sure he's painting and he's probably taking care of his. Uh, his throat, throat, throat situation yeah. for a while, and also he's probably just like he's probably just writing, you know, writing books and stories. He doesn't have to like prove that. himself. That's true, but he should come back for a screenplay because the screenplay for Lord of Illusions is really fucking wild. It's really out there, mm-hmm. and of course, Hellraiser like is. Yeah, I'll give him a call. This we'll one's right for now. you. We'll have Scott Clive. Call him. We'll have... Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Heather. Heather thank you, so Heather. How can people uh, find your stuff? And they could they could find you. me by friending looking me. at a Blu-ray and seeing all your credits in the back of every of single Blu-ray. A lot of people do that. They could find me on Facebook because I always accept strangers, so everyone can talk about horror on my page. You can find me on Twitter as well. All Heather under, Buckley. Under, it's Heather Buckley, and I have to do an underslash. The same with the same with uh, Instagram. And After my, or in the middle. Before, so it's under slash Heather Buckley, under slash Heather Buckley okay. on Instagram, on Facebook. You'll see. I, I currently have a picture of Phantasm Three on the background, and then there's mm. a picture a picture of me on there. My URL, I believe, is Joe Spinell Lives. Which is true. <laughs> so they they can they can find me there, and just I'm working on a whole bunch of titles that I can't talk about so there's um, a lot of my work are are on Shout Factory release the big one that came up is Arrow's entire house release so house one and two oh yeah and one through four over in in England that's right and uh, Robocop two and three what about the Phantasm set they just announced anything to do with that Arrow yeah, okay, we, we okay. Can I can I <laughs> can I promote something? Sometime can later. I promote because this is a this is a very horror centric episode. Not every episode we have is very horror centric. But Sean, can I? Because this is coming out in like three weeks. 
Uh, the Gooligans. Do whatever. You, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So this might be the first time that we're announcing. Plug, yeah. yeah, personal plug because if people like horror fans will probably be listening to this That's because we've Heather talked Buckley. about it enough on the show. But um, the Gooligans dot uh, do the Gooligans dot vhx dot com uh, dot tv. Sorry. Yeah. The Gooligans dot vhx dot tv where you could finally buy it's very new our miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. You could right. pick up our six episode miniseries finally. That's right. You can. Watch it and rent and it and buy people it. People could actually see it at, at th- four years after we finished. Oh, so there's it. finally something happened. Gooligans at VHX dot or Gooligans dot VHX dot dot TV dot TV. So pick that up. Yeah, I'm sure we'll plug it again and like grab the a next copy. Yeah, we will. Yeah, it's we'll, six we'll episodes. You know. you know, we worked. We worked. Uh, for they really need to make their maybe. money back on. Yeah, these we worked guys. for three <laughs> years on this. So <laughs> it'll never happen. Yeah, so I just want people to see it finally. So <laughs> if you love monsters, if you love. You love old sitcoms and monsters. The, and mon- the monsters and meets the monkeys. That's right. So, the Gooligans. You can so. probably. Anyway, thank you Gooligan. so much. That was Gooligan. a lot of fun. Did you thank have fun? you, Heather. I had a lot of fun. Yay! I hope this gets made. I hope this gets made. <laughs> it will. Mister Hollywood yeah. never not gets it. When you mentioned made. blood, sex, magic, Mister Hollywood, he's, he's right, right up. And he's he's right like, is, is this? Oh, uh, I mean, recently this is a he, bio movie. He, he did some sort of ceremony Wait, in Russia this? on a bed, so uh, <laughs> he's really into this shit. Or piss. Right. He might not put his name on it, but uh, he'll he'll be he'll be very interested in it. All right, right we're going upstairs to pitch this. Heather, you're coming up stairs with us to help us pitch this. Let's take the ride. Oh. It's a lot. It's a 20 and minute elevator ride. And yeah, that's how big this building fucking is. This idea. So on hit, floor 666. Hit the button. We're going up. Ding. Stop dinging. Stop it. There's real life dings in I elevators. Push the button. That's what happens in. All right. We didn't even get up and walk out of the room yet. When you pick up I'm before saying. you before when you pick up <laughs> your phone, you go bring bring. What are you talking about, Will? We've been in the elevator the whole time. That's not a real person. That's you putting your hand over your... All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next Monday. Bye. You've been listening to the Pitch It Movie Podcast. If you like what you've heard, do us a favor and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on your favorite podcast app. And please, don't forget to leave us a comment, too. Next time on the Pitch It Movie Podcast. I think it should be Cupid. Fuck it, Cupid. Fuck it. Starring Larry David. In the introduction of social media and stuff, like, love itself is just yeah. not what it used to be. Right, you have, have Match.com. It's like, you don't need Cupid anymore. Yeah, so you need Cupid. Cupid. Right. So he becomes a divorce. He his own website. No, no. He starts hacking Match.com. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to pilfer. Yeah. Listen and subscribe to the Pitch It Movie Podcast on your favorite podcast app to automatically get the latest episode every week for free.